welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 13. Today I'm reading from the New King James Bible. Beloved, I now write to you the second epistle in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophet and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, Lord, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in holy conduct and godliness? looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Amazing text. Before I go any further, I will indulge or crave your indulgence to turn to um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let me add the verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for the day will not come until the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, and the son of perdition, who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God, all that is worshipped, so that so, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This is interesting. It says that 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. He said, the day will not come until these things happen. Very interesting. Jesus kept, and the apostles kept telling us how Jesus is going to come. From the text we just read, which says that he's going to come as a thief in the night. The coming of the Lord is going to be verse 10, first, second Peter 3. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Wow. He will come as a thief in the night. Really? Yeah. So what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to be watchful. I remember how when we were growing up, we were taught to, he says that um, there's this song that um, the day coming to be a big surprise. Some who think they are going will not go. Wow. And some people you, who didn't know they will go. They will, no, if you are going, you will know you will go. <laughs> it's not like God will surprise you. Okay, you don't know you are this. You deserve a camera. Hey, no, no, that's... that's, that's <laughs> but um, I will come to Second Thessalonians. But the Second Peter is such a profound text. Uh, I need to put some things in perspective. In Second Peter... Permit me to, it's not a recap, but it's a continuation. All right. So, it says, beloved, now I write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds, by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of, that's, that's, that's where I'm coming. Why am I writing these things to you? It's there, that you might be mindful. That's very important. That's the, the whole reason why I'm writing these things is that you might be mindful. Okay. I'm writing these things. The purpose of writing is to tear up your pure minds. Why? That you, watch this, that you may be mindful. Mindful of what? Watch this. Of the words. That's why last Sunday I was talking about how the word must stay on your mind. Yeah. Now, he said, you might, that's why we come to church. One of the reasons why we come to church and we teach in church is so that someone will be mindful yeah. of the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, the words of the prophets and the words of the apostles. What kind of Christian are you? Who doesn't have the word on his mind? You, you, it's not Christianity. Christianity is word-mindedness. So, he says that, as we stir up your minds that you be mindful of the words of the prophets, okay, the words which were spoken by the holy prophets and uh, of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other translations, particularly, I think the English Standard Version talks about how it makes it a bit clearer that, it's, that you should remind it, uh, remember the predictions of the holy prophets, the commandments of the Lord and Savior through the apostles. So you see, like, it's the command, Jesus' commandments. It's not the New King James makes it sound, or the King James makes it sound like it's the apostles' commandment, the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Really, Jesus' commandments. But when an apostle speaks, I'm talking about apostles in the Bible. When an apostle speaks, Jesus has spoken. You can some people, I don't, don't, they don't understand theology, where they say that, okay, Paul said it, but Jesus said, listen, there's nothing apostle says that Jesus is not saying. So Jesus gave them delegated authority. That's what the apostle, an apostle is someone with with powers of attorney to act on the other person's behalf. Like when you are signing your child's certificate. You are the adult. Your child won't sign it, but when you sign it, means the child has signed it. Your, did your child give his, uh, take his own name? You gave the child the name. Yeah, you are, 
So you, you, you act on his behalf, on the child's behalf. In the same way, Jesus Christ, when he was going, he gave this word to other apostles, and whatever the apostles, that's why the Bible cannot be complete without what the apostles have said. In spite of what Jesus said in the Gospels, no, that doesn't complete the New Testament church. Because the church had not been born when Jesus was talking. When he was talking in his earthly life, the church was not yet born. And so that time, the world was operating under a different dispensation. Blood has not been paid for sin. The sin of man had not been taken away. That was still under the Mosaic law. Jesus was born under the law, Galatians 4.4. He was born under the law. But he, when he died, he put, the Bible said, he nailed it to the cross. The law and ordinances that were contrary to us, he nailed it to the cross. The charges of the law, Bible says he has delivered us from the curse of the law. So he had to, Galatians 3, 14, 13 and 14, he has to deliver us from the curse of the law so that now we, we will live the new life in Christ. Now watch this. So when Jesus was saying these things, that time the new dispensation hasn't come because the new dispensation was only dedicated by blood and for that matter, the blood of the lamb. At that time, he had not shared his blood. He didn't have pierced hands. The pierced hands and the wounded sides and the pierced feet was a sign of the blood he has shed to establish the new covenant. Bible said he is the mediator of the new covenant in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24. It talks about the blood of sprinkling that speaks. So we have come to the blood, to Jesus Christ, did you see that? He is the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things. This is what we have come into. Before he died we hadn't come into this. So after after his death, Bible says that he has consecrated a new way by which we will approach God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 20. He has consecrated a new and a living way by which we will come to God. Hallelujah. By a new and a living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. All right, so he said now we can come boldly in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Come boldly before the throne of grace. And before all this happened, Jesus Christ had to die first. Remember, it says that all oh, that foolish, the foolish of us, slow to understand what the prophets have said. Luke chapter 24, from verse 25. Slow to understand, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things? So the Christ had to suffer these things first. And then after the suffering, we enter into this new world. We enter into this uh, homo novice. That's a new man. You become homo novice, new man, a new person. So if anyone be in Christ, hallelujah, I feel like preaching. If any man be in Christ. So now, when he died and consecrated a new and a living way for us, now we can come in and he, he appointed his apostles to be the pioneers of the church. Now, he wasn't physically around when the church was born. So he had some physical 12 people who were supposed to speak. When they spoke, he had spoken. Never separate what an apostle says. I'm talking about the apostles of the Bible. Okay, please. We all, I need always to add that, please. I always need to add that. So how about the current apostles? They are all pastors. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are all pastors. They are just feeding the flock, okay. <laughs> now, when an apostle speaks, they speak at the level of Christ's authority. So anything that is written in the Bible by apostles, don't say, okay, but Christ has said something else. Christ never says anything. In fact, Paul puts it this way. Some of you might not realize this, but Paul puts it this way in Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. 
He says that I now rejoice in my sufferings for you to fill up, watch this, to fill up in my flesh what's lacking in the vision of Christ for the sake of the church, which is, look at the next verse. This is very important. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill. That word fulfill in the Greek is not just fulfill. That word fulfill in the Greek is complete. To bring to fruition. The word of God is not complete without apostolic work. So it took the apostles to now, everything Jesus has done, all the Abraham, everything had to be fulfilled. After that, we don't have anyone that can speak with authority. No apostolic authority. No, 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 no. Everything everybody says, if he doesn't agree with what has been written already, throw it away. It is not Christian, and it's not of Christ. Now, back to where I moved away from. It says that, that you might be mindful, watch this, you might be mindful of what? The words the predictions or the prophecies of the prophets and then so the, these ways which are the prophets, what the prophets have said, what Jesus has commanded through his apostles. Now watch this. Now let's go back to the text. I went off, but it's okay. Is that okay? And let me come back. Now watch this. He said, I'm writing these things to you that you may be mindful of the words. So you can actually take the rest out. Just words. And then what words? Then you can, you know what kind of words. Yeah, does, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So the, the, <laughs> you might be mindful of the words. Words, see words. words. Now, let's go to the next verse. Knowing this first. See, as I'm teaching you to be mindful of the words, there are some things you must know. Knowing this, that first of all, that scoffers will come when? In the last days, and I explained the last days. So you have to be mindful of the word because knowing that people are going to come and mock what you are doing. So, so as they mock, you are not looking for things around you to validate what you believe. You keep your eye on the word you have believed and don't change your position. He said, knowing this first, that in the last days, mockers, scoffers will come walking according to their own lust. I explained this last week. It's their lust that is not their intelligence, but it's their lust that is developing their philosophy. Their philosophy is built on their human godless desires, not how smart and how intellectual and how understanding they are, how much they understand. No, it's not about understanding. It's more about lusts. The lust of the flesh, the lust of human heart is developing and propounding theologies, philosophies, and ideologies. So he says that, watch this, watch this. This is very important. They are coming to challenge and mock what we are focusing on based on their last, but they'll present it like it's based on good reasoning. They'll present it like it's based on good observation. They'll present it like it is very scientific. For what most people call scientific is lastific. <laughs> it's, it's just generated. The matter of their philosophy is their last. That's what is, 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 is terming that from there. Okay. And it, it even goes as far as invading the church. Yeah. There are pastors who, what society thinks about them, what politicians thinks about them, what neighborhood thinks about them, is so important than what Christ thinks about them. Wow. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we have to fit in. Fit what? Where? <laughs> fit where? Fit where? Oh, no, you don't have to be antisocial. No. In fact, I, don't let me show you what Jesus said. He said, the signs of my coming. 
you will be hated by all men. All men. The church will be hated. We haven't gotten there yet. It's coming. I'm talking Matthew chapter 24. He said, all men will hate you for my... You'll be hated by all men. That's one of the signs of his coming. Don't base the coming of Jesus Christ, your expectation of his coming, don't base it on what you are hearing. Someone is predicting a prophecy. I know. You have to base it on what you see. Observations. You must look at some things and keeping your focus on the word and use the word to judge. He said, you'll be hated by all men for my sake. There are going to be four major signs that will be happening. Four major areas. Number one, it's going to happen signs in the world. Signs in the church. Signs in Israel. And signs of false prophets. These are major things. All in Matthew chapter 24, you have to go and read it yourself. So the world. You can, the sun cannot turn dark and you, you wouldn't notice it. Forget about what you are hearing. Watch what is happening. <laughs> And then he said that in the world, the sign, there will be wars, earthquakes, famine. There have always been wars, earthquakes, and famine. Nowadays, it looks like it's increased because of media. So it happened in Nepal. You heard about it this morning or yesterday. But because it's media, so it makes it look, and then it, it's becoming more devastating and killing more people because of dense populations. But it's always been happening. So that's not what he says. It's actually going to be on an unusual scale. And since the Second World War, there have been many, 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 many more wars. So as for wars, it's, it's part of humanity. But there are major signs that God, Jesus said, is going to happen. It's going to happen all around us. But now the point I'm making is that these people, because of their last, now they are going to say certain observations are not happening. Now let's go back to the text. In 2 Peter again, it says that, knowing this first, verse 3, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts. I like the plural. Plenty, different types of lusts. Different types. Walking according to their own lusts and saying. See, when they are saying it, it, it's not because they are taught through things. It's because they want to do something. (laughs) It's because they want to do something. Amen. I remember years ago, we had some leaders meeting. I think it was school of ministry. I was training, and I gave very strict instructions. We were at Graceland. Don't be late. Everybody, come at this time. And people came. And then one particular person came about 25 minutes late. Then when he came, he gave an excuse. They blocked the road for 25 minutes. This is not a motorway. I said, most of it is about five minutes. So I said, but what time did you leave the house? And the person left the house 20 minutes late. And the traffic added five minutes. <laughs> so you see, the, that excuse is not based on the traffic, the condition. It's based on somebody's lust and laziness. Yeah. The reason why you want to divorce your wife is because of that other woman you have seen. Yeah. It's not because she's that bad. And God will give you twice a version of whatever you are claiming about this woman. <laughs> this one sounds interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's for those who are motivated by lust. 
You are motivated by lust to start a church. What is wrong with you? <laughs> lust for money. Lust for social relevance. It says that the time is coming when, watch this, the time is coming when, I, I, I want you to remember the words, because knowing this first, I like to say, knowing this first, that's one. It's something you shouldn't forget. So when you see people mocking our expectation of the second coming of Christ, what do you say? Ah, okay, that's it. This is what I've, I've been told. It's a sign. Yes, we've already seen the sign. So knowing this first, that mockers or scoffers will come in the last days who walking according to their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. It's like nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. They forget, you know what? Ah, that means they are aware that it's been said that Jesus is coming. Because if they are not aware, they won't make such statement. So, watch this. The word that has been preached about his coming, they are also aware of the word. That is why he says that we don't want you to forget. We want to remind you. We want you to be mindful. Remember the words. Because these guys seem to have forgotten the words. And now they are challenging the words based on their carnal, carnal deductions, which are inspired by their lust. And willful ignorance. So watch this. Look at the text again. This is very interesting. Thank you, Jesus. It says that, where is the promise? They challenge the promise of hope. Anytime you see the word in the Bible, promise, yeah, it's talking as well as God's word. Okay. God's word is his promise. So what he said is going to come. Where is it? Where is the promise? And they, some, of, some of us, you've received a word. Sometimes the devil will make you feel like this thing is not going to happen. Especially after when you see how things have rather turned sour, turned the other way around, you get discouraged. You are thinking, this thing will not happen. You think, wow, what's going on? Yeah, that's Satan's ploy. You must be dogged in your, uh, tenacious in your focusing on God's word. Keep your eye on the word. He will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So, it says that they will say, where is, where, where is the, the, the promise? Since things have remained the same, things have remained the same. Now watch this. This is what they are saying. Now look at the next verse. Verse 5. Did you see that? Shall we all read the Allah from the screen? Let's go. One more time. For the last time. What did they forget? They willfully forget how creation took place. You cannot, listen to this and listen to me, hear me very You cannot have an effective Christian life or effective expectation of his coming when you don't have in view creation. You cannot. He says that for this, they willfully forget that by what? Watch, 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 watch this. What do they willfully forget? No, 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 no. Look at the context. What do they fully forget? That by the word. They forget that by the word. Something happened through a word. So they forget that this happens of old and all that. It is by the word. That is why I said, I am reminding you that you don't forget the words. Because these guys will be talking 
the way they talk and undermining what we believe, whom unfortunately have been amongst us, but now have their faith overthrown or overtaken. Said they will willfully for that's a very strong phrase. Willful forgetfulness. It's not uh, uh, um, involuntary. It's voluntary. They, they willfully, they choose not to remember. They are intentional about the forgetting their tithe. Oh, sorry, what did I just say? <laughs> intentional, willful forgetfulness based on the last of your heart. Because if you remember some things, it will trouble you. So you just have to forget. You just have to forget it. Willful. And the, but the, what is strong here, it says in the verse 2, and then we connect to the verse 5. And look at, when you look at verse 4, so it said that ye be mindful of the words. And then these guys, they willfully forget that by the word of God, the heavens which were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water. Can you imagine? One of the things in Genesis that was not created, we didn't see God say, let there be, but it's there. It's water. Bible says that water was all over the earth. Yeah. Verse 2. It says that, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness upon the face, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. The waters. And then God separated the waters from the land. So he actually called the land out of the waters in the verse 6. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the earth and let it divide the waters from the waters. So waters above and waters below. And then later he now separated, commanded the water to go. Do you know that God gave the waters its boundaries? God gave the waters its boundaries. He said, this is where you are staying. Stay there. God separated the waters. That's what was not created. And how did he do? By the word. And then these people willfully forget. Now, this, this, is, this is very interesting. When I was studying, I said, wow, Peter is talking about the second coming. And he's telling people that, that you don't have to forget the ways because scoffers will come in the last days and they will be saying that where is the promise of his coming? Since our fathers left, nothing has happened. Because this, based on their last and two, this they willfully forget that heavens were made, the earth and heaven were commanded out of water by the word. So if they are challenging the word, they have to intentionally behave like what the word has done already doesn't exist. So it will give them the freedom to be able to pursue their last by denying the word. So he says that they willfully forget. And now look at the next verse. They willfully forget and said, by, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded, talking Noah. See, anyone, Jesus spoke about Noah. Jesus spoke about Adam. Anybody who tells you Noah is just um, fable or Adam is just fable. In fact, in many, many traditions, globally human traditions, in Asia, in the Far East, uh, in all those areas, I mean, wherever in the world, human beings, when you trace back, 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 they've always, in their folk tales, there has been some water issue, flood issue. It's there. It's common everywhere. How flood, there was flood over all the world. For some reason. It's there. So what the Bible is saying, not what they say validate the Bible, but I'm just letting you know that even human beings way back into antiquities, they knew about some 
kind of flood. And the Bible says that, the Bible said it happened, and if the Bible said it happened, it happened. Now, don't say Adam and Eve. Uh, people just get, said, I can't believe, how can you say God opened somebody and took a rib and formed another human being? And you believe such things? Yeah. yeah. It's your last. Last is why you are saying that. <laughs> last is why you are saying that. Last, because you, you, are, you are so lustful that men and women are the same in everything. And there's really no difference between a male and female. Oh. We can have similar piercings, tattooing, and everything. But when you look at us, we are different. We are different. We are very different. I don't want to go further into that. <laughs> but it says that these people challenge their norm. So they say no one didn't exist. But they haven't forgot that the word is the word. That allowed the water. God said, water, stay where you are. Earth, come. And after a while, he felt like these people are disobeying me. Let me take the restriction from the water. And the water came. He said, they forget this. So he's teaching us that we shouldn't forget. All this pointing to the second coming. Pointing to the last days. He was teaching on the last days. And he says that in the last days, these things are going to come. And he, made a, he used a phrase. But before we get there, let me show you something. Let's go back to the text. Because, you know, this time I went back, but I'm going smoothly forward. Is it not? So it was worth going, the, to back, going back, isn't it? Yeah. All right. See, see. Um, verse 6. By which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. Verse 7. But the heavens and the earth, which, watch this. Oh. He said, by the heavens and the earth, eh, by the heavens which are now preserved by the same word. Did you see that? He said that the word that was responsible for creating and allowing the earth and heaven to exist. He said that same word is what sustains. So just for you to know that is that same word. Is that same word that allowed the water to come in the days of Noah and has redone everything. And that same word is preserving the earth unto a certain time. So it is not human beings and human ingenuity that keeps us going. If it was to human beings, Hitler would have destroyed everything. In fact, they would have destroyed before Hitler. Because men, some of the men had power. And when they were going to die, in their old age, they feel like I've been raining all this, I'm about to die. Well, let's spoil everything and go. If that it didn't cause them anything. But God, God is the one who preserves the earth, who sustains the earth. Because of his own agenda. Yes. He said, but the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word. Say preserved. preserved. Say preserved. preserved. Why is it preserved? But there, there's so much bad things in this world. Why did, when did Jesus come? Why didn't he sort out everything? No. Yeah, the, the prophesied that is coming is the prince of peace. But the first one was just to come and get us. To pick his people. Then the second one, then you see his judgment. So watch this. It says that the world is preserved by the word reserved. Huh? It's preserved because, why is it preserved? Because it's on reservation. Wow. For what? Reserved for fire. So the day of judgment and perdition of the ungodly men. That's why God has to separate the, um, separate the godly from the ungodly. That's what happened in the days of Lot. Genesis chapter 19. He said, before I destroy this thing, let me get the righteous guy out. So Jesus Christ, he came to make us righteous so that he can get us out. Because we are not perishing with the world. We are not perishing with the world. That's why I said, love not the world. 
or the things that are in the world. Because it's a word of vision that all the things that are in the, the last of the flesh, the, the last of the eyes, the pride of life. First John chapter 2, verse 15, 16, 17, said they are, of, they are not of God. Because said, the world is passing and the pleasures thereof. It's passing. It's passing. Because God himself has preserved for fire. Reserved it for fire. Unto fire. Unto the day of judgment and perdition of the ungodly men. Now, you don't want to see 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7, 8, 9, and 10. It's a, such a lovely text. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7, 8, 9. Verse 7. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. He's coming. Say, he's coming. He's coming. Say, Maranatha. Maranatha. He'll be revealed with his mighty angels. And look at the next verse. Verse 8 says that in flaming fire, taking vengeance. Huh? Jesus is going to take vengeance. You wait. Taking vengeance on who? On those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel. That's why the church must not stop preaching the gospel. Because if we stop preaching the gospel, we don't give him any grounds to be able to deal with those who did not obey the gospel. Or they'll say, I didn't hear the gospel. Yeah. Wow. So we delay his coming. Wow. If we don't preach the gospel, we delay his coming because everyone must hear the gospel so they don't have, their, they don't have an excuse. Who did not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ? Look at verse 9. This is scary. This shall be punished with what? Everlasting destruction. I think when you read NIV, it said with unquenchable fire. Some people shall be punished with unquenchable fire, everlasting destruction, and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Verse 10, this is where we come in. When he comes, in that day, to be glorified in his saints. See, so he had to first of all come and get the saints. So the first coming of Jesus Christ came to secure the saints. The second coming is now coming to take the saints and punish the world. And the second coming is called that day. So when you read the Bible, I'm going, that's where I'm going. That, oh, it's called the day of the Lord. So sometimes it's called the day of God. Other times it's called the day of the Lord. Other times that day. That day! In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. That day! That day! In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. That day! Verse 12. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Says, for, for this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know in whom I believe and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep what I have committed to him until that day! Wow. That day. That day. There is a particular day. That day. Look at verse 18. That day! The Lord grants him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. That day. There's a day called that day. There's a day called that day. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, verse 7 says that I have fought a good fight. Ha, I like that one. Woo! He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. Listen, I know you are trying to marry. Raise your family. Get a good job. Upgrade your employability. Those are, those are good things, but not at the expense of keeping the faith, finishing your race. Don't do that, any of those things. If, if getting a bigger pay means you won't finish your race, please, let the pay go and still stay low. If 
it means some people will say, I know what I'm about to say. Somebody will say, Tafiakwa. <laughs> I know. You let me say, you are wondering what I'm about to say. If it means not getting married, hey, Tafiakwa, <laughs> hey. You know, some of you, that's what you have been praying for. That Jesus, there's only one thing. If I were you, that prayer should be converted if there's only one thing. Jesus, let me win this amount of souls. Let me build church buildings for you before you come. Please, before you. Then when he comes, you can say, I have finished my course. I've kept the faith. I've fought a good fight. Shout hallelujah. But what unbelievers and normal people like, that's what we also like. And we say, Jesus, wait, because I also got to buy a Bentley. I, 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 what? Can, can you imagine? You, you haven't been taught right. And you don't have a proper perspective or perception about what it means to meet Jesus. If you had that, nothing compares. Nothing co- I can only imagine what it will be like when I stand by your side, surrounded by your glory. What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Listen, I know some of you like this song, but for someone to be able to write this, they must have a better understanding of the second coming. And many people, they say, I just, you, like, you just like the tune, but you don't know what it means. What it means to a, a genuine Christian. That's why everything in your life is all about now. It's all about now. It's all about now. Prosperity, new house, new car, marriage, children, your children prospering, getting their best school. That's all you are living for? Oh, I feel very sorry for your kind of Christian life. Pastor, are you saying we shouldn't marry? Did I say that? You have to marry on earth to see how it will be like when Jesus comes. Because when he comes, it's marriage, actually. So it just, it just prepares us. So when human beings begin to undermine the institution of marriage, they are trying to blare how it will be like when Jesus comes. That's why God gets involved when they attempt it. From the days of Noah and the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, all when you check, there were issues of marriage. Because marriage is, is, exists because of God's plan. That's the first thing that will happen among human beings, and that's the last thing that will happen among human beings. We just read in Revelation chapter 21. So God will be, they live together ever happily after. Ever after. One of these, you know what I mean? There's, there's an ever somewhere. <laughs> yeah. We look forward to his coming. So when we were growing, they said, oh, Jesus, don't come, please. I want to marry. How many of you don't agree with me that it's last that is talking? When a young man said, the main reason why Jesus shouldn't come, because I want to marry, it's because of sex. God, men think about it all the time. And for a Christian man, the reason why he said, I want to marry, is because his conscience cannot allow him to do it outside. I know some of you, you do it normally. But you are, no, no, it's not, it's not good for you. You are, not, you are not living a Christian life properly. Yes. Yes. You don't like what I'm saying? Sorry. You didn't call me. <laughs> I was here before you came, and you go, and I'll still be here. (laughs) Because I want to say like Paul, I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith, and I've finished my course. I've I've, I've, I've fought my, run my race, finish my race. I want to say like Paul. 
if I, you see, because, sorry, because I have the coming, because I have the coming of the Lord on my mind, I don't really so much bother whether you would like how I fulfill my assignment or not. Because the second coming, we are all going to go. Look at the way you are, last year and just this year, how your body has changed. Previously, you could, you could kneel. Now, look, what you do? Hey! Uh, can you help me? Can you hold me? <laughs> you see, your times are changing. <laughs> it tells you that you are growing, you are going very fast nearer the grave. Yes. yes. We are growing. Yes. But listen, you won't die early. Yes. Why? So you can finish your course. Yes. But I've gone too far on that. But the next verse, verse 8, 2 Timothy, I just like to talk about this. 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 8, it says that, Someone scream finally. finally. Say finally. finally. It's like when you persevere, you persevere. I remember there have, there have been some, a few brothers and sisters who have counseled in the days where I used to do the counseling for marriage. Counseled, and sometimes you can tell the urge to be together was so strong. And when, when you are in love with somebody, you really want to always be with them. But you don't want to disengage the blessing of God on your on your your union in its formative stages so anyway they've been telling me pastor it's hard it's hard sometimes we try it's hard hard. sometimes when you are getting closer to the wedding it's even harder because Satan wants to put pressure on you to spoil your record and to spoil your testimony how many of you know what I'm talking about those who are married you know some of you who are not married you don't want (laughs) okay my time oh please I need to finish let me leave. Excuse me, can you stop laughing? Let me finish. <laughs> and you have to prepare and do it with Christ. Yeah. So that when Christ comes, Christ will look at you and say, boy, come on, yeah. That's what Paul was talking about. I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. Finally. So he said, finally, there's later for me, Jesus. There's later for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me. When? On that day, come on, on that day, on that day, on that day. And people will come and they'll say, that day is not coming. If that day is not coming, your spiritual life will be very weak. If you lose sight of that day, you'll compromise hands down. Because there will not be any stronger motivation. Because the motivation and the things, the challenge you are seeing will not be, there's nothing, no strength in you strong enough to be able to handle it. It is the second coming of Christ. As you keep your eye on it, you look at it, and you know there's a day coming. There's a day coming. There's a day coming. It's called the day of the Lord. There's a day coming. So you can imagine what this damage, the damage these people do to the church when they begin to downplay the second coming. They are doing damage to the quality of your Christian life. That's why many churches are filled with sinners, unrepentance and the proud, proud people. Gossiping, arguing, fornication has become very common. Very common. Because people are in church pursuing prosperity, but not keeping their eye on the second coming. You are getting the money so you can pay hotel bills. That was not your motivation, but now when the money comes, because there's no greater purpose you are living for towards a day. Can you imagine 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 5, verse 10? He said, for we must all appear before the judgment of Christ, that each one, not each group, each one may, may receive the things done in, the, in your body. 
Not how you wished in your heart. Your heart, you are wishing, you know, Pastor, my heart is clean. Let your body evidence it. What you do with your body? Whatever done in the body. He said, each one. The day is coming. They live for it. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. First Corinthians. It's all over littered in the scripture. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. It says that, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless oh, in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse, um, verse 13. First Corinthians 3, 13. Each one's work will be made clear. For the day, the day, the day, there's a day. The pastor preaching, there's a day waiting for him. The one listening, there's a day waiting for him. What is quite worrying is sometimes that the way nothing will be kept secret. First Corinthians 4, 5. That is not a nice one. Yeah. Therefore, judge not until the Lord comes. Say, the Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. Who will both bring to light, huh? who bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from the Lord. The day is a day of judgment. Anytime you hear the coming of the Lord, watch this. I'm about to get into something and try and end. Anytime you hear the Jesus coming, the second coming, most of the time it's a statement or a phrase of encouragement to the believers. So we can be encouraged. He's coming. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse, this is normally read at funerals. Verse 14, 15, 16. We shall not all sleep. All right. For, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring him uh, with him those who sleep, those who die in Jesus. Look at the next verse quickly. We are going down to 16. For, for this we say to you <coughs> by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the, uh, until the, uh, until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ by no means precede, will by no means precede those who are asleep, those who are dead. Look at the next verse. For the Lord himself, oh, oh the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumps of God, trumpets of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those of us who remain will be caught up. Then well, we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. This is real. It's going to happen. The same word that created the world, the same word is reserving the world for punishment. Now, look at the next verse. We are going to verse 18. The last verse there said, therefore, what? Comfort. So this is to comfort us. When you talk about his coming. But when he said the day of the Lord or the coming of the, the, day, see, the coming of Jesus Christ, more usually for the comfort of the believers, but the day of the Lord or that day is more about pointing to judgment. Look at the next verse. Look, let's go to the next verse. Don't be afraid. Just move on. Yeah, chapter 5, verse 1. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. Let's move on. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord. Huh? So comes as a thief in the night. The day of the Lord. He's talking on the day of the first. He's talking about his coming. We shall meet him. Now it's the same day. But this one said it shall come as a thief in the night. Not because um, you will see when he comes. He's talking about the sudden nature and how no one prepares for a thief's coming. And when you prepare for a thief's coming, he doesn't get to steal from you. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. 
For when they say peace and safety, then suddenly distraction come upon them as a labor pain upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. We are going to verse 5. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that that day, see, there's a day, oh, there is a day. There is a day. Bible says that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. Uh, Luke chapter 17 from verse 21 downward. He said, for they ate and drank and they did whatever until the day Noah entered the ark. <laughs> Ajay. <laughs> is it marriage? See, marriage has showed up. Marriage. Eh? I know you want to marry. You see, it's there. They were married, living normal life. Until that day, Noah entered the ark. And then, then he said that so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 28. Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, that's what happened. Then after saying all that, he said this is how it will be in the days of the Son. It will be sudden. People will not expect it. People will not expect it. Don't be boasting about your Christian life when you are, expecting, you are not expecting it's coming. It's, it's not, it's a porous and a weak and a Christian life that cannot be, nothing has, there's nothing to write home about, about that kind of Christian life. That loses sight completely of the second coming of Christ. What kind of Christians are we raising in our churches nowadays? No wonder they get offended so easily. No wonder serving, when they serve, they think they are doing somebody a favor. No wonder giving becomes a hard chore. No wonder Forgiving others is a problem. No wonder sexual sins are not a problem. Wait, it doesn't matter. I ask pastor. He's a pastor. That's why I say all those things. Pastor, you finish. We finish. I have a date tonight. No conviction. Because we have lost sight of his coming. That's why you can go and sit online and be blessing another man of God and bless another pastor. Not doctrine. If you challenge doctrine, it's okay. But if you go and castigate, lambast another person, even an ordinary Christian or a Christian or unbeliever, lambasting a person is not Christian. Let the Bible say, do your doctrine. If you have something to say, let the Bible say what you, what you want to say. And challenge people. We are, it's okay to contend for the faith. It's okay to contend, to defend the faith and contend for the faith. But it's not okay to uh, 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 strive Bible said, a servant of the Lord, the servant of God must not strive. Guys, there's a day coming. Let me, let me add by adding one or two scriptures so I don't come to a devil. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, verse 10, chapter 2, verse 16. It all points to the day of the Lord. He says that, for I am confident, if we are coming this very thing, that he who has begun a good way shall perform it until the day. <laughs> Hallelujah! Verse 10. Verse 10. That you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Chapter 2, verse 16. It's all over. There is a day coming. There is a day coming. I'm talking to you about there is a day coming. And it's called the day of the Lord. Will you be prepared for that day? That's why he said that Peter said, let this word be on you, on your mind. Because others have forgotten the word intentionally and saying the old, they forgot about the, the, the old days. They forgotten about creation. They forgotten about Noah's days. And they forgotten that the days ahead 
uh, the same word that is preserving the day, one day the word will be withdrawn. Because they'll say, it's taking long. The Bible said, don't be deceived. So long as God is concerned, one day is like a thousand days, and a thousand days is like a day. But it's not, God is not in a hurry, verse 9. He's not in a hurry to destroy people because he's, he's, he wants people. He's not, he's, so, he's not slack. I like that scripture. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. You know what they were challenging? They said, the promises. Where are the promises that they said? In the verse 4. Where, 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 yeah, verse 4. Where is the promise of his coming? Bible says in the verse 9, God is not slack concerning his promise. Don't forget the word. Don't forget the word because if he promised, he will do it. It doesn't, it, it can take thousand years, but he will do it. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some count slackness, but it's long suffering. What does it mean? Suffering for long. He's accommodating. How many of us? sinned and God didn't do anything about it and he sinned again, he didn't do anything about it he sinned again and didn't say some of you know what I'm talking about because what has been going on in your life currently is very worrying but thank God for his mercies and his long suffering he's not endorsing it but he's just giving you rope enough so he can change because the Bible says that he's, by his long suffering towards us he's not willing that any should perish but all should come to repentance that's why God has delayed the judgment he has delayed the judgment because he wants you to repent he wants you to change. He wants you. That's why he hasn't had that. That's why you have not been found out. Oh, somebody say, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. And he's not leaving you on your own to repent. He wants to help you, assist you to repent. Long suffering towards that. But the truth is, look at the verse 10, and I have to stop on that. The day of the Lord. But, but the day of the Lord will come. It will come. That day will come. Listen, that day will come. Amen. That day will come. Yes. Some people, their own is not the actual coming of the Lord. But one day, God will expose them. One day, everything will be different. One day. One day! But that's a human level. But the general, the actual biblical level is the day of the Lord will come. It might take a thousand years, but it's still a day. It will come. I don't know who I'm talking to. Don't jump to church. I'm a Christian. I'm going to church. I want a miracle. And you forget that there's a day coming. There's a day coming. Your attitude in church, there's a day coming. Your attitude towards people who have offended you, there's a day coming. There's a day coming. Your attitude towards grabbing your opportunity, what you've always wanted, the breakthrough you've always wanted, that marriage you've always wanted, how you are grabbing it, that, that money you've always wanted, how you are approaching it, that thing you've always wanted, that promotion you've always wanted, how you are approaching it. Remember, there's a day, and the day overshadows every other thing. Tell somebody, there's a day coming. Did you receive something? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show, and the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.